It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He pioneered Jets blogging and podcasting. He brought smiles to the faces of Jets fans all over the world. He was there through the good and bad. And then, one day... He vanished. People far and wide wondered... Where has he gone? When will he return? Thankfully, the answer is now. The OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts. Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome to the There's Always Next Year podcast on the Play Like a Jet Network. I'm your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. And with me is the balsamic chef extraordinaire, Travis Milton. Never. Who you Never. <laughs> You can find on Twitter at dash 37 boards 27. He always has wonderful, wonderful balsamic glaze recipes. Never. Travis, you were burning down balsamic in our, in our feed with Josh. Josh is not with us today. He's on special assignment. What is it about balsamic vinegar that you refuse to use in your restaurants? Why? Why? I, God, I mean, it, it, it dominated the freaking the 90s like i i came out of the 90s and early 2000s never ever wanting to taste that crap again it was like me going in and having a a tequila binge and coming out going we're never going to be friends never drinking i'll never drink aftershock again i'll never drink gold schlager again yes i'm familiar with these binges of which you speak yeah Yeah, i mean i mean that it was like mango salsa and balsamic (laughs) drizzle balsamic glaze like you know it's and and you know i living in in southwestern virginia and eastern tennessee you know it's it's i go to these restaurants that 
uh, not to completely throw shade, but you know, they're, they're stuck in, in, you know, 2004 and like right. I go to everyone and it's like, how are we going to jazz this dish up? You know what? We could come up with something yeah. cool, but fuck what, it. What would, Wolf Puck do? it. <laughs> what would Wolfgang Puck do in 1994? Is that, is that glaze what you're telling it. me? Glaze it. Balsamic glaze. All right. So, so I have a question for you. So if I like balsamic dressing, is that, and I make it myself, is that a problem? Do I need to, I would say that's one step up from that, like uh raspberry vinaigrette that we were all subjected to through the eighties and nineties. All right. What is the Southwest Virginia equivalent, like uh, culinary equivalent? So I'm not saying what is balsamic vinegar in a bad way, like in a good way, what would that be? Like a sorghum, like a sorghum, like how would you even, yeah. If, if so, you had to, I mean, what, how would you, you substitute know, like, it? That's what I'm asking. So I, I work on, I make sorghum vinegar, number one, um, uh, also called black vinegar and, and uh, Asian cultures uh, typically made out of sorghum or molasses do that. Uh, it's much more flavorful. We use things like, uh, double fermented soy and bourbon barrels. You know, there's a lot of ways to get some of those flavors that are way better than buying a, uh, a squeezy bottle of thickened <laughs> burnt vinegar with a buttload of sugar added to it from Cisco. Well, I have a feeling we have some Italian listeners who are rage, like smashing their cars into other cars or something. So, uh, so do you have anything to say to the people, to the fine people of Italian extraction who might take serious umbrage to what you're saying right now? Not really. No, you're just oh. going to have to deal with it. <laughs> just, that was a very, that was a very Zach Wilson answer. Like he just doesn't bother you. Just doesn't bother you. So yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we I know we talk about, but it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother. It doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother you. It's fine. I don't worry Just about like that. Zach. So Zach Wilson was not bothered uh, by some comments made after the game. After the game, of course, the Jets lost to the Miami Dolphins, thirty-four. To, uh, excuse me, thirty-one to twenty-four. Uh, they were leading. They were looking very strong in the first half, and the only offensive output that happened in the second half, Travis, was by one Brandon Eccles, who uh, ran a ball in for a t- uh, an interception, in for a touchdown on a pick-six play. Um, but that was the only offense the Jets were able to muster points in the second half. Um, uh, I got a lot of feelings, but I, I, I'll just go back to what we talked about last week, which was I said on our podcast, I think the Jets will play in the game. They'll hang in the game. But over the course of 60 minutes, they're just not going to be able to keep up, even though the Dolphins are, you know, they're a marginally better team. They just can't keep up. And if, effectively, the air leaked out of their their early lead. What were your thoughts as you were watching the game? Were you kind of lulled into, Hey, they're playing well here. Or how did you see that going? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I got excited about a lot of things in the first half, but I didn't let myself mm-hmm. get to that point of like, we're playing well. I mean, there was a lot of really great fun plays. I mean, like LaFleur, I thought drew up a really great game plan. Yeah. I was calling a wonderful game in the first half. Uh, even the backyard school stuff, I was like, whoa, that's nuts. Like, that's, Razzle that's dazzle. stuff that we've yeah. been like, you know, wow, that's that's kind of uh, what we saw out of out of Zach at BYU. That's kind of cool. And then, you know, the uh, the crazy hook and ladder, I was like, LaFleur is, is killing it. Um, but I didn't get too far ahead of myself because, again, like, you know, the the, the crazy freaking backyard play that, that Wilson had, like, that was a, 
that was a what just a beautiful that? shit show. Like that that play was <laughs> completely he was like running back. The ball goes back to him. He cuts back to the middle of the field. He almost gets sacked. He avoids the sack. He moves, or maybe he moved back towards the pocket, and then he found Griffin right, like downfield, just kind of a huge wobbly pass that Griffin had to double clutch. I mean, it was like somehow everything that was that really should have gone wrong didn't. So it was kind of one of those instances where you're like, don't jump up and down and high five yourselves for that one because at every point that could have been a complete and utter disaster, and it probably should yeah. have been. Now, yeah, and there was, was a couple amazingly fun to watch. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, watch, right? I, yeah. I just didn't let myself get too deluded in it. And, and you know, it, it was it was very, you know, I the second half proved me right because, you know, they came out. I don't know why they stopped running the ball. I don't know why they, they quit committing to the run. I mean, I would, you know, I, mm. I, I do agree, stop running on first down every single time when you've got, Connor McDermott and uh, at points Dan Finney in the game. I mean, you know, or Feeney or whatever. Like yeah. he's got no, a great right. yeah, mullet, but yeah. he can't play himself out of the fucking dog crate. Wet, wet paper bag. Yeah, wet paper um, bag. Yeah. Uh, there was also you're talking about kind of these like you know plays of like agony to ecstasy or whatever. Did you also see the play where Zach Wilson was like fading back, fading back? He's like trying to evade and he was like reverse tech mowing towards his own goalpost. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like I, for a minute there, I thought he was going to like George Plimpton paper lions, like slam into his own goalpost for a second before he like <laughs> evaded and like threw it away or something. I can't remember, but I was just like, he was like 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage. And I'm like, dude, you're, this is not a Greg Wilson jam. Like you do not need to be 30 yards behind your own line of scrimmage. Like not necessary. He um, kept going so, back and forth between not, not trusting the pocket. And it's funny. Like he was not trusting the pocket at points when he should. And then the flip side, <laughs> trusting the pocket when he absolutely shouldn't. And it's, it's that awareness that, that really, really scares me um, because, you know, he has actually had fairly consistent offensive line play, at least for, I would say six out of the nine games, right? Um, whether, you know, or, or at least, you know, where no. the problems are, you know, where the yes. problems are, you know, where the gaps are going to get broken and where, where the dam is going to be breached, you know, where it's coming from. Uh, you know, it's not going to come from fans. It's, you know, it's not going to come from the right side. It's going to come right up the middle. Um, so you got to be ready for weeks, it. Like this week, it is going to come from your blind side, you know? And, yeah. th and then speaking to that, that, that crazy freaking flea flicker play, like he went straight into, you know, the soft part of, of the entire offensive line. And you saw everybody's getting through and um, there's no blocking. Um, it was that God, I mean, but again, like the second half I thought was, was more of everything kind of came back down to earth and there weren't these fantastical things just being pulled out of somebody's ass. It was like, okay, this is what is actually happening. Right. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it really, it really does worry me that, you know, he's got nine games under his belt and a lot of the things that we should be seeing progression on, we're not seeing. And when he makes a remark like that, and, and I get it. I mean, the dude's what, 23, 22. Mm -hmm. 
you know, yeah, he doesn't have you. the maturity to like go into these interviews. And when there's 50 people asking him, you know, essentially like dancing around the words of like, how much do you think is your fault? Like he right. doesn't have, you know, he, you can't expect him to have that maturity like constantly. Uh, but on the field, you would hope that you would be seeing more of that. So I don't take as much stock in the, the comments afterwards. I think that they were completely stupid for him to say that, but in the game, I mean, I, I just I I hoped that we would see him starting to get it. Yeah, and so, I, I really worry that we are aren't. So, in terms of in terms of the context, in case you're not on Twitter or living under a rock around the Jets, like which I'm sure if you're listening, podcast is not the case. After the game, he was essentially asked why, uh, if you were to amalgamate all the work of you know Flacco and White and any other quarter of Josh Johnson, any other quarterback who's played. You know, they're kind of on average playing better than um, than Zach Wilson has played. So here's here's um here's some of the words from Rich Simini's uh, article on ESPN.com. Uh, it says, um, you know, basically when, the, when it was brought up, you could almost see his jaw clench. He didn't seem to like that question one bit. Quote, yeah, I don't worry about uh, any of that stuff. Unquote, he said curtly, a response that hung in the air for a second or two. And then he goes on to say, it wasn't, wasn't a savvy moment, as you said, right? Basically not, not the best PR type answer. Um, and, and right. Like if you, if you watch any of the SNY coverage after the game, you know, the guys there, Willie, um, Willie Cologne, all the others were just saying, like, listen, he's trying to be a Bart tough guy. Bart. Bart, but yes, Bart destroyed him. So if you have not seen that clip, Go to SNY.TV, find the one of Bart Scott just dragging the shit out of Zach Wilson. It was brutal. He basically said, I, I have, I wrote it down because I was like, oh my gosh, this was painful. He basically yeah. said, you don't walk like a leader. You don't talk like a leader. Then he said some other things. He said, but how about you go read a book from something like, he was, and this was something like from good to great. Uh, go read the art of art war. Of war and Ed. then curious George. <laughs> He said, I don't care. Go read Curious George. Oh, my God. And then he was saying yeah. how, like, you, you say you don't care, like, Mr. Tough Guy. You should, right? And, like, Bart is uh, 300% right. He is 300% right. It's his job as the quarterback of this team to go in and be gracious and put it on his own shoulders. And But, like, th this, is, this is what happens, right? This is what happens when you take – a failed Rube Goldberg project of a quarterback from a system, a BYU, where everybody's kissing your ass because you're the star of the show and your family is this, you know, celebrated family and uncle started JetBlue and you're the punky quarterback. And you're, I mean, like I, I was watching that video of him yesterday. I guess I haven't really noticed, like, He's got tiny arms. Like he's got tiny little baby arms. And I'm just like, what is, what is going on? Who is this guy? Why is this kid, the quarterback of the team? Like, and then he's like, you know, giving these curt answers and stuff. I, I had <sighs> never seen, I had never seen Tua. Like I, I had never like actually watched Tua throw a ball. It's like an Indiana Jones whip. Like it's, it's like he's, he's <laughs> slinging like a, a whip or uh, I think somebody even on Twitter said like, his arm is like a spaghetti. Like his, his arm is, is, is like just watching spaghetti whip through the air. But yeah, that cracked me up. Um, so I it just the, the, like, it's like, what do you expect when you take a kid from an underrated program playing against tomato cans 
and then put him in the NFL. And listen, I, I get it. The Dolphins are not, you know, the greatest defense in the, in the league. And they have played some tough defenses. Zach Wilson has played tough defenses. New Orleans has a tough defense. Uh, Carolina, first week of the season, tough defense. There's plenty. Patriots, tough defense. There's lots of good defenses. The the Bills that go on and on and on. Bengals. But this, Bengals, hell yeah. Like, the, the, the point is, though, that, like, you just have these situations and you're just like, what do you expect when a, when a kid has a quarterback rating of 11, like when, when it comes to these games, like what do you expect? Dax Milne was his top option last year. And so, I mean, yeah, we're getting good play out of Elijah Moore. We're getting good play out of Michael Carter in fits and starts. Tevin Coleman was great yesterday. Um, I mean, I do like this kind of three back rotation system that the Jets are using. I think it's really valuable because guys get banged up and, you know, it, it costs a lot of money. I mean, look at the contract that the Cowboys that have. Okay. Well, but look at the contract that the, the Cowboys have with Ezekiel Elliott and it is an albatross around their neck. Like it is going to weigh them down now going forward because Ezekiel Elliott is not going to be able to take, you know, 30 carries a game. So, so I like what they're doing, but I just, Oh, like there are these bright spots, but then it just all gets soured when you watch the quarterback play and play well. And then it's Jekyll and Hyde and we're back to the second half. They make adjustments and he's got no answers for it. So I I, I will, I will say, you know, Hmm. I've seen him in interviews in the past be very polished and where he needs to be. So I'm not going to take a full shit on him. Like Bart, like I'm more Hmm. on the Willie Cologne part of like, He's being a tough guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not buying it. Like he, he's trying to be a tough guy. He's, he's a kid in the New York media. I mean, that's the thing. Like that's, I think that's the other thing that we, we also forget. Like he's not just doing an interview in green Bay or, or this in, isn't the desert times he's, anymore. Right. Yeah. It's, is, it's the salt Lake city Mormon journal or whatever. Right. Like he is, he is, is there in ridiculous. New York city where they are. Everyone is just, ready to tear you down and and you know i think he he put up a little bit of a wall and and i get it um but you know i I, you know and and to the other points like i will give him a little bit of credit in that and and this is something that even uh robert sala said uh in his post game the offensive side of the ball is all about rhythm every single part of it like whether it be the offensive line everything and it's not an excuse I really do think that we should be seeing more progression from him and, and more of the, I get it moments, but he hasn't had a lot of ability to have any form of rhythm built up. And I think that's, that's really what I want to see in these last. last Because of continuity, you're saying because Corey Davis hasn't played or Elijah Moore hasn't played or the offensive line is shuffling players around. And, and, you know, he's playing Mm -hmm. with Kellen Cole and Denzel Mims who, you know, I don't care what Mim says right now. Like you essentially you're a scrub right now. And and Kel- it's Kellen Cole. It was, the, it was bad salmon. I swear this whole season is just because of bad salmon guy. Like I mean, he just he just he put that balsamic glaze right over the top of that salmon, and it just wrecked him. It wrecked uh, I, I, his digestive system. I, I I Denzel Mims quote of I don't know many people like me, and it's like. That might be uh, a good thing. Like, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, right now I'm, I'm taking Stephen Hill over you any day of the week, bud. Oh, damn. Damn, that's some cold stuff. Yeah, it's like if you – could you imagine if you could take 
like the mentality of Braxton Berrios to put it in Denzel Mims' body, just like holy shit, yeah. Fuse, oh my god, fuse those two people together. Wow, that would be a hell. Of, that would be a Julio Jones level player. Julio Jones level player. It's 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 rough. I mean, I, I'll give him that, but but you know, we can't. We just can't keep making these excuses every week, and that's one thing that you know I hear a lot of from you know. I, I try, I try to be kind of in the middle. Like I know I'm fairly pessimistic, but I try to be optimistic mm-hmm. and see the good side as much as I can. But like, I can't just keep sitting here going, well, you know, this week you had Connor McDermott and Dan Feeney was in the game and we're out two wide receivers. You know what? That's, it seems like every week, like, I mean, th- there comes a point when he, and, and I almost put some of this on the coaching staff and, uh, another thing that, that Salah said, and this this totally rang true to me, um, not just, you know, because I'm a chef, but he said something about too many chefs spoiling the broth, about him having too many people talking to him at this point. He's got mm. LaFleur. He's got Kavanaugh. He's got, uh, what's his name? His freaking uh, QB guru guy. Yeah. He's got the QB coach. I mean, he's got five people in his ear and – you know, they may be saying the same message all the time, but and which may be good, but that also be, might be like freaking office space. I mean, how many how many people do you need walking up to you and saying, hey, that was that was not the throw you needed to do? I mean, hey, did you get the TPS memo? Get I mean, the TPS it's like report. Yeah, like I'm that's worried about not the TPS freaking, reports. And there comes a point when that's not helpful, uh, even even if it's in a positive way, it's not helpful. Yeah. So. I mean, there's well, hey. so many worries about like why he's at this point in his progression because, you know, we've all three of us on this podcast have, have I wouldn't say skeptical, but always been, I'm just not sold yet and cautiously pessimistic or, or, opt, or, or pessimistically or optimistic. optimistic. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, that's my thing. It's like, I, I want to be proved wrong. I want nothing more to be proved than, than to be proven wrong about this kid. Mm-hmm. And, I feel like there's just so many factors. You don't even know what's what's fucking him up now. Like, it was was he not ready to begin with? Is you know is it is it the lack of continuity in in offensive personnel? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. I'm going to make you queen for a day, and you are going to get to pick three... Uh, like three transactions. I don't need specific. Um, I don't need specific players. I just need like I need this position filled. I need this position filled. I need this position filled. Like so, this coming off season, what are the three positions do you fill, and how? Like, do you fill them by free agency, or do you fill them by the draft? Like with a let's say a high high draft pick, or you know a, a highly touted free agent. So, what are the three things you're going to do? to help create continuity and rhythm on that offense for Zach Wilson for 2022, because we know they're not going to draft quarterbacks. It's a weak quarterback class coming up, which, which means everybody says it's weak, which means it'll wind up, you know, five years from now, I'll be like, God, that was like the strongest quarterback class of all time. Um, yep. But anyway, so the, the point is they're not going to draft a quarterback. Of course, they're going to draft either positional players or linemen. What are you, what positions are you focusing on? What three and how? Uh, number one would be figuring out what to do at right guard, i.e. figuring out what to do with the George Fance, Mekhi Beckton situation. I, I really, really think that, that if we moved him, if we moved Mekhi to right guard, the level uh, of play, right tackle, you mean, right I'm tackle. sorry, right tackle. Um, yeah. If we moved him to right tackle, uh, considering the level of play that Fant has given on the left, which is sizably better than he was when he was on the right, even with switching switching positions, which I will be the first to tell you is super hard. But you're giving – if you start this process now, you're giving Mekhi Becton a full offseason, part of a regular season, to learn switching this – switching sides. You get that, that – that's kind of the linchpin of, like, the dominoes falling. Like, if yep. you can fill that without having to make a transaction, you've already solidified the line. Um, I feel way better about the line. I would love a, a better center, but, like, that mm-hmm. is, like, right tackle, linchpin situation on the line. Number two would be safety because our middle of the field is complete dog shit, and it is, it is just – exploited every single week um, on the defense. And that trickles down to linebackers. Like our linebacking depth is terrible. Um, we need outside linebackers. We need people with speed because, you know, and, and what we have there right now combined with the safeties is very, very evident in, in how terrible our run defense is with the defensive line that we have, even with, some of the younger guys in there with, with Foley out this week. I mean, it should have been better, but without that, that second level support, you know, you're just not getting anywhere. Um, especially because we're relying on interior linemen, which I don't know how we continue in this, this cycle of relying on interior linemen to be our main rushers. Like when, yeah, Quinn Williams, yeah. um, you know, you're, you're just, it's, it's a, 
trickle down kind of thing when you're relying on that. Like, you know, you, you don't, so outside linebacker or edge, one of the two, you know, I mean, I think that that position, you know, at this point, even within a four, three or a three, four is almost a hybrid position. You know, it's right. Yeah. It's kind of viewed that your base package playing nickel so much. You just got to, that guy has to be flexible. Yeah, exactly. I mean, nickel is almost the base. Even with the re-addition of Carl Lawson next year. Even with that, because I mean, if we get a good edge, you know, we're setting one side. We still need that second level. And right Mm -hmm. now we've got nothing in between the defensive line and the cornerbacks. Like I, I will sing praises about our cornerback group till the ends of the earth. We've got two fifth rounders out there that are killing it. One of which everyone knows I fucking love to death. <laughs> and I thought he had an amazing, he had game. a hell of a game yesterday. Yeah. Outside of that he great down and the, the best thing played about it. Well, I mean, Eccles, Eccles is not as good as Huff, of course, but I thought Eccles had a great game too. Eccles had a great game. Carter had a great game and, and seeing them looking through understanding the offense and, and them making the calls that they're making and shifting each other is mm-hmm. outstanding to watch for like where they were drafted. I mean, granted Hall should have, you know, would have been a, a low first early second, but just seeing the, the stuff that they're able to do, even, you know, the, the, the touchdown that, that uh, Bryce gave up to Devonte Parker, they ran that exact play the next drive they had. And Hall read it completely perfectly. And that's what I'm talking about. Like you, some of these players that I adore, like, and, and am so stoked that we have at, at, at their age, you can literally see the progression happening even within a game. And I don't see that within Wilson, but you know, those, those are probably my three biggest, biggest needs. And, and, you know, something's got to happen there. And I really don't think it's going to happen via free agency I, I really really am scared about our ability to to bring in free agents you know I hear people talking about like let's get Mike White let's do this do that but like I just don't see a lot of people coming in without us overpaying like a mofo so it's really going to be <laughs> in-house shifting cards and us drafting really well which you know a lot of people talk crap about the 2020 draft I will say I'll give JD a pass forever on this. They weren't his scouts. Those people mm-hmm. were scouting for McCagnan and for, for Gase. You know, he's coming in with info from that. And I, I think a lot of people don't take that into consideration. But 2021, you look at that draft, which is all his people, all him, mm-hmm. drafting for Salah, with Salah. And that was a pretty damn good draft. I mean, yeah. for, for all well, well balanced. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um. Interesting. Yeah, I think if I if I was given the same kind of charter here, pick pick three players. I think yeah, I would love to get if you could overpay like a mofo, as you said, for a lineman. I think I'd like to go for a center. I think getting a veteran center. I don't know who even who's available. I'm not going to go look, but pay overpay for a center. Um, I think that could definitely help set up some of the other things. Right, you kind of shuffle around the line, as you said. I like you know with the players you already have. Um, I would very much like them to draft a um, uh, draft a, w- a wide receiver. Like I think they should go back to the well before the, before the end of the third round, I don't need a first rounder, but I, I would like to see them get 
the Corey Davis slash Denzel Mims replacement piece, whoever that is, um, get them kind of on a track and get them going. Uh, but yeah, we don't need to spend a first round pick on that. I think a second or a third, you could probably get pretty talented player because uh, the players like that always tend to fall. And, yeah. and then, yeah. And then lastly, like, um, I, I, they, they need to address the tight end position. Like I, they have some good players. I think Griffin has played pretty decently this year, but I, I think that's just staying on the offensive side of the ball for mine. Um, like, I think if you could get a good tight end, like someone is going to come free. I don't know what the Dolphins plans are with a player like Gasicki, but like he's scheduled to be a free agent. He uh, wants to get paid. He, he, he considers he's pulling uh, uh what's his name from uh, that went from uh, the saints to the Seahawks. He's considering himself a wide oh, receiver. Yeah. Jimmy he, Graham. yeah okay. He's going Jimmy Graham on this and saying, I'm not a tight end. I am a receiver and he's trying to get paid like a receiver. All right. Good luck with that, <laughs> sir. Um, have fun. Uh, but yeah, I think like he, he, that kind of a player where they're an, they're an additional, they're, they're less valuable in the blocking, but more valuable in the pass game. Like I think those would be the three things I'd try and address from the top, but cause we gotta get, yeah, we gotta get Zach more weapons, but like we, that has to be balanced against, I think this draft class is going to be largely used against defensive players because, you know, Sala kind of said, Hey, listen, you know, give to get right. Like I'm, I'm, you have, you can't look at the way the pattern that they drafted and said, okay, that was purely based on best player available. You don't go, what was it? One, two, three, four offensive players first before then basically abandoning all offense purely for defense and special teams on the second half of the the draft that just it can't it, like just statistically it makes no sense that that would happen that was a that was a strategic shift made and i think it was the right shift and they got some good players but anyway um all right yeah we're already talking about next year this is this is where we are there's a couple games what's left. the name of the podcast uh yeah the, oh that's right yeah <laughs> there's always next year i forgot yeah yeah forget the name of the podcast you give just kidding um but okay so the jets play a game next weekend against the are you ready for it clash of the- that's right clash of the titans against 100%. against <laughs> against the jaguars at home i mean I, I have to think they're gonna be you know bussing in people to fill out the stadium it's gonna be a brutal 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 game on boxing day uh jaguar so we're gonna see trevor lawrence take on the second pick zach wilson in their first ever clash um, any thoughts about this game? I mean, I know Urban Meyer's gone, so we're not going to get his um, uh, any of his um, no shenanigans. The shenanigans, yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, what? What do you? Any thoughts about this game? Who wins this game? You know, I mean, the Jets are opening up uh, on top uh, on on, mm-hmm. on odds. Um, you yeah. know, I really, I really do think. Talent-wise, we are just a notch, and I'm—it's a small notch. Um, yeah. Oh above. my God, I'm looking at—I'm just looking at the odds. I just have to say this: so the so the Jaguars are getting—they're getting two and a half points, which is basically Vegas's version of like, fuck it, we don't know, like we have no idea. Yeah, like I mean, it's it's a shit show. Cool. <laughs> Could go either way. Uh, Could go either way. Yeah, yeah. I mean. 
you know, I'll be real honest. Like I have barely watched any Jaguars football this year. Um, I, I was not good. They're not very good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. I heard that. Um, I will say like, uh, he's got, uh, Trevor Lawrence definitely has very long arms. I've noticed that. Who, what, what is wider? What is wider? Trevor Lawrence's neck or Zach Wilson's face, which is wider. Zach Wilson's headbands. <laughs> Jordan Brand, baby. I'm, I'm right there with you. Fair. All right. Give me that wins. That wins. Uh, um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it's uh, he looks like Randy Johnson throwing a fastball. I mean, I did not realize like how lanky that dude is, but like lanky as fuck. I watched yes. an interception that he threw like last week and I was like, holy shit, dude. You like your windup was again like Randy. You're like out there killing birds with a with a football <laughs> instead of a baseball. I mean, geez, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, pretty whack. But but I mean, talent wise, I really do think that we are just a slight notch up. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really yeah. do think it 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 all is going to go down to, um, you know, kind of that rah rah moment of like, hey. The, the old coach is out. Like, we're rallying around. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're rallying Rally around, around the, the family. Who's replacing. And it's like, you know, we're here. We're going to do this. Um, it's it's kind of those intangible moral moments that, you know, I think that we're really, really kind of looking at. So, you know, if they, if they show up, you know, um, I really don't think – I really hope the Jets don't think that they can walk into any stadium and go – yeah, we've got this and uh, move past a team. Um, but if there was mm-hmm. a, a team that, that <laughs> someone could, that. I feel yeah. like this would be the week. And, you know, we lose, we lose this game and it's, it's, oof, it's, that's rough. Yeah. Uh, but Hey, I guess that's, um, well, it only sets us up well for, for the real season, which starts in April for, for, yeah, for us to grab Derek Stingley Jr. and have a, another, Another injured cornerback experiment. Well, hey, um, just before we go, just want to take a moment to say happy holidays to everybody. We know. Latest holiday? um, Yes. Yeah. Well, you don't know. You're in a restaurant. (laughs) You never leave the kitchen, man. They they got you chained to the chain to the pass. You just you don't. Pretty close. Yeah. So um, so everybody hope hope everybody has a good holiday season. A Merry New Year. Uh, We will. I will plan on being back on the 27th. Travis, can you? Make it. I don't know about our our boy Joshy, but uh, but yeah, I'll I'll be planning on doing a podcast next. I'll week. be there. Okay, after the the clash of the Titans, Jaguars versus Jets, it's gonna be real real barn burner. Um, but thanks for everybody for listening. Have a great week. Um, spend time with your family and friends, and we will see you next week. Bye bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.